Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love. And, you know, I'm mostly known for teaching comedy. With a brand new book out. Yes. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion. There you go. The new comedy Bible. Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting to me about um, the books that I've written on comedy is that they're not just purchased by people who are comics. Absolutely. I mean, you would assume that stand-up comics, I mean, so many people have told me like, oh my God, my, you know, your book started my career in comedy. And certainly a lot of people started with my book, like Hannah Gatsby and Seth Rogen, and they have become, you know, as my grandmother would say, my Jewish grandmother, big machers of comedy. <laughs> They're yes. such big shots. Yeah. But what's so interesting to me is the people who aren't funny, mm-hmm. um, who have very serious jobs, who've written to me, mm-hmm. Um, and have told me like, well, I'm senior VP mm-hmm. of a of a pharma company, pharmaceutical company, and I've had to give a speech. And I thank you. I used your book, and I got laughs. Yeah. And um, I have people who are uh, read the book, and they're speakers on serious topics. Like mm-hmm. Dahlia Mogahed is a um, data analyst for Muslim Studies. You can't get more serious than she is. Yep. Um, and so why did she want me to add a lot of comedy to her TED Talk on Islamophobia, mm-hmm. right? Why do these people turn to me or my books who are so serious? Mm-hmm. And why is comedy so necessary, too, in those types of things? Because, you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting. Like, I'll, I'll shoot a coaching event or a consulting program or some sort of promotional video and about real serious topics, people dealing with trauma, people dealing with uh, high-stakes investment, all that kind of stuff. And the comments that people always leave behind, especially if the presenter is really entertaining, is I loved how funny they were. I loved how, and it's like, why do we go to that? Why do we lean on comedy so much as it being so important, especially in areas where comedy shouldn't be found? You know, yes, Jojo like, Rabbit's a great example. You know, here's something about a, a very the Holocaust. Yeah, Holocaust, a very terrible time in our history, and it is filled with humor. It is so. I mean, and then you know, it upset a lot of people. Yeah. I was, I was talking to um, someone say, oh, that they shouldn't do humor in that and there's pe- people who believe that certain things but mm-hmm. it's not the topic that tells you if it should be funny or not mm-hmm. but it's where you're coming from what's in your heart yes of how you use that comedy for instance i would say that um suicide is not funny would you agree yeah, I mean, yeah, the con- yeah. <laughs> if someone commits suicide, do I laugh at it? No, I don't laugh. No, it's not. It a would comedic- be very inappropriate. Yeah. The yeah. whole topic of someone wanting to kill themselves is a very serious topic, mm-hmm. and yet uh, Frank King, who mm-hmm. does coaching for me, did a uh, put himself on the map. From uh, here's a spoiler alert: he didn't kill himself. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> he's he's alive and kicking, and he's done now six TED talks. Uh, on suicide prevention, he's a stand-up comic, and he calls himself the mental health comic. Mm. So on a topic so serious, you have a comic, 
approaching it. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about why is absolutely necessary to put comedy in whatever you do. Mm -hmm. And and uh, today let's talk about how an inappropriate joke mm -hmm. can make you lose friendships yeah. and even lose your job yeah. by that's how most people get fired mm -hmm. did you know that that they make a joke oh it's i was just joking mm -hmm. i was just joking about being a white you know nationalist yes. you know <laughs> bam they're gone mm -hmm. um so what what is that line and why is it so important i've even had um like at the national speakers organization it's an association for speakers mm -hmm. And someone, I heard someone asking, um, do I have to be funny to be a speaker? Mm -hmm. And of course, the answer was no, only if you want to get paid. Exactly. Well, and uh, one of the things I always go back to is uh, Robin Williams had this great sort of comment about how comedy helps us loosen our armor a little bit so that when we need to make a point, when we need to get something emotional across, it can slip underneath and get to our heart and get to where it needs to go. Because especially if you're dealing with something that's super serious, like if you've ever seen a play or a movie that's just slamming you over the head with misery, you're just like, oh my God, do I want to go back in for the second half? It's so depressing. You know, thing. And they do something funny and they get you laughing and then something terrible happens. It hurts 10 times more. And it's because you took that moment to get your armor just a little bit loosened to find a little bit of space in there so you're not in a defensive mode and now the emotion It's a magical moment. Mm -hmm. I think of all the showcases I did when I was teaching stand-up comedy and people would make a joke about being abused by their parents mm -hmm. and how they're, I remember one guy goes, you know, my, my father would beat me and they'd often beat me with the Christmas gifts they gave me. <laughs> you know, I got you this book, and next thing I've been beaten with it. So when Santa said, uh, so what do you want for Christmas? Socks, Santa, please, <laughs> yeah. I want socks. Mm. And in that moment, um, we there's, there's a magical moment that happens at that point of laughter, mm. is the audience is able um, to get that information of how he felt and what it feels like to be abused and a child but in a way that we can digest it. Yes. And it's, it's, you're adding a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down in that sense. Exactly. Yeah. And for the comic himself, mm -hmm. he's able to express it in a way that people can hear it. Mm -hmm. And so there's a magical moment for the um, comic and there's a magical moment for the audience mm -hmm. to both perceive something and to share a laugh but also to feel your heart at the same time. And that's the best kind of comedy. Like um, um, another comic was talking about scared of coming out to his Southern father. Mm -hmm. I wanted to tell him I was gay, but he was always cleaning his gun. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> okay, we, in those, look, two sentences. Yeah. We get the, we get all the pain mm -hmm. and we get all the funny. And that's the best kind of comedy mm -hmm. and i think also the fact that the comedy isn't centered around the, the comedy is used as a delivery system for the the pain that we're going to deal with we're not making fun of the pain that is happening 
You know, right. we're not attacking the fame. We're not making light of the pain itself. You know, people sometimes don't like comedy because they think laughter is a defense mechanism for you not to deal with things directly. And yes, that can be the case in certain points where people will make light of things because they don't want to deal with stuff. So they make jokes or they or they giggle through things that should be, you know, taken a little bit more seriously, taken a little bit more to heart. But when you're doing it right, you're it's it's almost like I'm about to do, <laughs> I'm about to make you eat shit, <laughs> but I'm going to deliver it to you on this funny plate. And, yeah, and it and takes a master to do that. Exactly. Like, yeah. like for instance, um, we all know the principle of comedy mm -hmm. is make fun of yourself. Yeah. Right? And don't further oppress somebody who's already oppressed. Mm -hmm. Right? So how does a male comic make a fat-shaming joke? Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, how do you do that? Well, Chris Rock does it. Yeah. So let's look at how he, he does a, a joke about fat uh, uh, um, African-American women's uh, heavy women and and how big they're they're you know that they got a muffin top on their ankle right mm -hmm. and it's and it's really um, borderline stuff yeah. of of that so how does he get away with it well it, I'll tell you how yeah. okay he gets away by the setup of going I love these large black women. The way they move, they know they're hot and they don't give a damn. I love them, right? And he and he sets it up and he makes some jokes about how incredible they are mm -hmm. and then he can get to a joke about um yeah. <laughs> you know what he wants to get to is which is fat ankle. I forgot what the joke is about, mm -hmm. but it's in my book. But I kind of illustrated that because he first ha you have to the first step in poking fun at anything mm -hmm. whether it's other people or yourself is to align yourself with empathy mm -hmm. for yourself or the other person yep. because if you align yourself with kind of an understanding um like if if like that i want to tell my father's gay but he's always cleaning his gun mm -hmm. um if his jokes were repeatedly hating his father, yes. the audience would turn off. Mm -hmm. But you get a sense in his his routine that he has a love for his father, mm -hmm. and the pain is his in a, his fear, mm -hmm. his own fear. Exactly. And then that creates what you have to have to get a laugh, which is empathy. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that, that incident hits it right there, is you go from a fat shaming joke to a fat empathy joke. And those are two very different types of jokes. Shaming means you're making fun of the person for what you're they target. are. You're, 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 you're targeting you're, yeah. someone. You're assassinating someone with a joke uh, versus empathy where you're like, hey, let me share this with you. Let me show you that this is a real person with a real thing and let's enjoy this together because if you're not in that same situation, I want to bring you in and show you what it's like. You know, it's it's less about separating people and more about bringing everybody together. And empathy will always do that over shame. Yeah, I mean, there was in the 80s, I'd have to say, where I was out working all the clubs, the 80s and 90s, and there was, um, you walk into any club and within a few minutes, you're going to hear a homophobic joke, mm -hmm. you know, some, you know, butt, butt fuck joke. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear some... Um, 
um, uh, making fun of people with Indian accents working at 7-Eleven, mm -hmm. right? And you're going to hear um, how women are just this bitch, mm -hmm. right? And you're going to hear those constantly bombarded through, um, you know, the entire club. And now um, a lot of comics are complaining about this politically correct environment, mm -hmm. right? And then that gave way to kind of the right wing. Now, we want to joke about this. We want to joke about black people. We mm -hmm. want to joke about this. We want to say what's on our minds. Mm -hmm. Enough of this political correctness. And I'm sorry, but I feel that if, if, if comedy reflects the world, mm -hmm. right, the world needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. And comedy is so powerful you can actually get people to look at things in a different way and at first you have to do what chris rock does mm -hmm. which is to show a love for who you're talking about mm -hmm. and once the audience believes that in your heart and i'm not talking about bullshit mm -hmm. you know like oh yeah i love women but aren't they the worst yeah <laughs> like no that doesn't feel right i mean if you say you know, my wife slept with my best friend. Mm. What a bitch. Yes, I get it. I yeah. get how you feel. <laughs> and now you can trash the woman, mm. right? But first, the problem with joking about other people is that it actually reveals your sensibility and your empathy or your lack of empathy. Yeah. And we've talked before that, like, the best comedians or the best comic writers, they have a perspective. They have an opinion about something and they're sharing that opinion with you through their comedy. They're not just going for the cheap laugh. They're not hacks. They're not just like, hey, here's something that you should know. You know, it's a they actually have something to say and their message is highlighted by the comedy that they're delivering to you. And you see that, you know, like when you see guys like John Oliver or people like that who are doing the political commentary kind of stuff, they have a message. They have something they're trying to get across and their best delivery system is with comedy and with jokes, but it only works if they share information with you and bring you in. It's when people are pushing you away, when they're pushing people outside of it, you know, or targeting people is when you start going, uh, I don't know. This is it's a cheap shot sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And like, yes, there are times when like, if you go watch a roast or something like that. Yeah. Or people, watch our president. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you like watch that. Trump um, and, and there's a list the New York Times put out, mm -hmm. huge, like two pages of all the people he poked fun at. Yeah. So he's poked fun at the d disabled. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even a funny joke. It was just like, look how weird he is. Yeah. Look, look at how his hands move. And mm -hmm. he can't. And having a disabled sister and seeing the look she got, I don't think that's funny. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, when someone does that joke and, and, and grabs at the low-hanging fruit mm -hmm. and doesn't even do something funny with it just to humiliate and shame them, um, they've lost me when mm -hmm. he made fun of uh, the parents who lost a son mm -hmm. when he you know the gold star parents I think it's called mm -hmm. um, he lost me so so if you want to do comedy about a topic you have to first show the let the audience know who you are and where you stand mm -hmm. and and I think you know, especially when you're adding comedy to something, kind of what we started with was adding comedy to something serious. You're doing 
when you use comedy to help further your message along and you follow that empathy style versus targeting someone, that's when you start also being able to show people and recruit people into your perspective. Oh, yes. That's what you know? I get. I had to write a, a, a guy called me. Um, he does fundraising to help genocide in Darfur. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hilarious topic, right? Yeah, genocide. Exactly. Oh, that wacky genocide. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, I know it's not a funny topic, but it's so painful um, when I tell people what's happened and I'm, you know, that they just shut down. Mm -hmm. So I thought if I had some humor. Now, this well, is that's, a that's another great thing. The people shutting down. It's such a hard topic, such a cruel thing, such a miserable thing. I don't want to deal with that. How do you da, 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 da. add sugar to that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's I let's look at what I did do because I was very successful. Mm -hmm. And he called me up and said, oh, my God, it's so working. Mm -hmm. So I first thing what I do is I got to go. What is the target? Like, mm -hmm. what am I going to poke fun at? And I thought the situation was funny enough. Yeah. Like him um, trying to recruit people. So why don't you, comedy is so often just telling the truth gets a laugh. Mm -hmm. So I say, you're trying to recruit volunteers. It's like, hey, do you want to come work for us? Spend a lot of your time, not get paid and get really depressed? Come on over. Yeah, right. Exactly. And they all laugh. Yeah. Because that was the truth of the mm -hmm. situation. Oh yeah. So, uh, so the so he started to make fun of how hard it was to get volunteers mm -hmm. and to recruit people because it is so depressing. Yeah. And that's he, yeah, that's where comedy is so necessary because we're the message will not get across because the wall will go up. People will go, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to deal with. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. So I tried an experiment with this. Where I just, you know, we have a, a real huge homeless problem in um, in Southern California and Los Angeles. A lot of homeless people, and they all seem to have the same sign. Mm -hmm. And the sign is, you know, broke. I'm hungry. I'm a I'm a veteran. Mm -hmm. I'm disabled. I'm this. And what I r noticed was that these signs repel people because we've become so desensitized. Yeah. I even look online at we have next art. Dot org mm. these horrible homeless people and mm. and, and and animosity is really growing yep. about them and uh, again a lack of empathy yep. so I wanted to see if comedy would work with these people so I decided to um, rewrite some of their signs mm -hmm. okay and <laughs> so one of them I went up to the guy and I said uh, former vet hungry please help mm. And I said, you know, I have to say your sign is hack. I am so sorry. <laughs> but there's a guy a half a block away, the same exact message. Mm -hmm. And a guy another two blocks away, the same message. So we're hearing the same message over and over, and it doesn't work. Can I try a new sign? And then I'm going to come back and see if you made more money, mm -hmm. right? So let's make something funny. And what did I write? Um, I think former childhood star. <laughs> Out of rehab again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, which is right. a very LA thing. Yeah. So LA. Yeah. Oh, maybe I said, I know. <laughs> I said, a former child star um, out of rehab again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> out of a pilot deal. Did yeah. my pilot. My pilot didn't go through. Yeah, something yeah like the that. pilot didn't get picked up. But they up. love yeah. the former child star thing. Mm -hmm. And people looked at it and laughed. Yeah. 
right? And the guy was going, well, but, but it's a lie. I'm not a former child. I said, I know, yes. but it's comedy. We don't all tell the truth on comedy. And, and what you're doing is entertaining people. So, the, so you're giving to people. You're yep. giving people laughs rather than just saying, I need your help. I need your help. And we're drained. We're over yeah. it. You know, yeah. well, so and any, right, people so, come in so, things. Yeah. And they're like, you know, my life is hard enough. I don't need to add this I to it. This. But if you come in with a joke and you make them laugh, suddenly they're like, you're giving. Yeah, you're giving. Exactly. You're giving. So so ends up. He's, I came back after like three hours. I said, how are you doing? Oh. Oh, people were laughing. Um, they said, what child star? I just said the Brady Bunch. I didn't know. <laughs> right? They go, oh, my God, which yep. one? I said, Dust Man. And, and all of it, look at me. And he showed me his bag full of, like, $5, $10. Someone gave him a $20 bill. He says, oh, my God, this has never happened to me. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I said, but you got to think of your own funny. you got to find the funny mm -hmm. because that way people can see you and hear you so mm -hmm. that in a, in a nutshell is the essence of comedy that's why that um copy editors the tv ads 15 second ads the super bowl ads the, mm -hmm. the ones that stand out are hilarious yes, exactly. and they get repeated and repeated and they go into people's head so if you have a message that you want to give Give it funny, no matter how serious it is. If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com, where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening, and let's find your message and launch your career. Thank you.